Welcome to the Complete Fitness Podcast with Core 4 Complete Fitness. Your episode is starting in 3, 2, 1. What is shaking, everybody? This is another episode of the Complete Fitness Podcast, and it's not. It's not just another episode of the Complete Fitness Podcast. This is episode 150. Say it ain't so. 150 episodes of the Complete Fitness Podcast. That's why you can see on the set right now, we have confetti, we have entertainers, we have the dancers, we have a tiki bar, whatever it's called, tiki torches, the tiki twirlers. We got hulas, hula dancing going on. And the only way you can see it is if you are subscribed to our YouTube and watching this on YouTube. If you're listening only, you're missing out on all of the fun, exciting stuff that is happening in here right now. Sure, shot of tequila, I'm with you. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Love it, baby. Love me some tequila. Um, This is going to be a fun one. 150 episodes. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have not gathered by now, none of this is true. If you are just listening, uh, but I got you, I suckered you in. Maybe you checked out our YouTube channel to see me in front of a backdrop, still just talking like I always am, but that's okay, baby. That's views. And that's how we work that algorithm. And that's how we grow nowadays. This is, this is what life is on the internet. Um, thank you so much for liking, subscribing. If you were watching this on YouTube, hopefully that was not as weird as it felt for me to do and mildly entertaining. And um, as always, guys, subscribe to us in all facets, please. It will go a long way for us. And use promo code podcast at core4supplements.com and save 10% on all of your supplemental needs. We now have energy gummies. I have not tried them yet, but I'm sure they taste great like our gummies do. And it's for energy. I don't know much about them if I'm being totally honest to you, Um, but I do know that there's no caffeine. So it's probably a bunch of vitamins and things that uh, good B12 that go towards natural energy. And uh, yeah, get on those. If you need a little boost, maybe they'll be great for you. Um, But the truth is you need water, sleep, uh, stress reduction, moving your body, and protein. But you know that by now if you've been listening to this podcast. That's what's really going to change your energy. All right. I need to recap quickly. I went to Boston. I told you I would talk about it. I went to Boston. I was on dad mode. Chandis had a conference that was all weekend. We flew in Saturday morning and we stayed till Tuesday morning. So um, Saturday, we all as a family were able to hang out, went to lunch or dinner. I can't even remember. But went around town, explored uh, the city of Boston. It was 80 degrees that day and sunny. So it was a lot of fun. We went to this kids museum, which is like this awesome four-story kids museum suite. It was like half a mile from our uh, hotel. So it's easily walkable. We did not bring a car seat. This was intentional because you just take a bus from the airport to where we were staying. And then I've just said, well, we're just going to walk wherever we can walk throughout that time. Uh, I don't need to be getting into Ubers and all of that stuff. It's much easier to leave the car seat at home. We'll just walk. Uh, and if we can't walk there, we won't go there this trip. And so that's what we did. And it worked out well, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but Sunday and Monday was me and my baby boy, and that's it. Aside from Monday, um, while he was napping around noon, Chan just had a little break, so she stayed in the hotel room. Maybe she took a nap too. I don't know what she did, and I was able to go work out. But other than that, 
it was father and son bonding in Boston, and it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of cool stuff, some stuff that wasn't cool, some stuff that was stressful as it is when you're in a big city alone with a uh, that you've never been to with an 18-month-old. Um, we went to this really fancy-schmancy putt-putt place on Monday. Uh, we walked through the rain. And again, it was probably about a half a mile. And Boston's kind of like this, at least where we were. It's a huge city. We didn't see even close to all of it. But where we were in our little pocket, couldn't even tell you what part of Boston it was. Shows how much I paid attention. Um, it's kind of like two tiers. There's a bunch of crossroads that are up here, and then there's a bunch of roads that are down here going all different. Oops, hit the microphone. Going all different ways. So needless to say, you'd be walking on this street, and your GPS would tell you to turn to left, and then you go there, and you're looking over – you know, a Vidaka bridge and you go, Oh, it's well, I'm supposed to be on that street down there. What do I do? So can be confusing. And when you're alone pushing a stroller, you can't just find steps. You got to find an elevator or you got to find where the road ends and then backtrack. So, um, once you add rain to that, it's kind of more stressful going anywhere than it is just going somewhere. So, we made it out just fine. We went to this putt-putt place, and it was not the most fun walk. I had to find this elevator through this bus station. It was blah, 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 and there was construction. I had to cross the road, got lost on the way back. It was raining, and uh, once we got to the putt-putt place, he could not have cared less. Now, in my sweet little baby boy's defense, it was kind of geared towards older people, but it was still flashing lights and, like, cool, fancy little putt-putt places. It was indoor. And there was like ramps and you go this and you do this and there's windmill. Like it was like fun. Couldn't have cared less. He just cared about the Jack Skeleton balloon by the elevator when you got there. Um, so that would have been free. Instead, I spent probably 50 bucks for us to golf for 10 minutes. And he was just running, getting in the way of people. And as you do, this is just, this is just part of having a toddler. So no need to vent on it. But uh, that wasn't the most fun part of the trip. However, it was totally fine. We went to this kid's museum. Like I said, we actually went back the next day, just him and I, uh, just because it was so fun. Then we went and got lunch, watched a little bit of football on Sunday, went back, put him down, went to the pool a bunch of times, able to have breakfast with Chandice every morning before she went into meetings. Um, you know, bath time took a nice healthy poop right in the bath. Uh, so that was fun having it not be my bathtub and shower for once that I'm cleaning poop out of. It was the hotel, and I was kind of like, your problem, not mine. No, of course I cleaned it up as best I could because um, it's disgusting. If you would not have cleaned up toddler poop, uh, you'd be a bad purse, bad person. So that was not me I cleaned it up, but it was nice. It was solid. Let's put it that way. A good, good, healthy boy he is growing. Uh, so that was that one of the things I took away from it was that, you know, when we did that little walk towards, and this is very trivial and weird, and this is classic Evan thinking about things too much, but Hey baby, that's what philosophy is. This is what, uh, I enjoy about like trying to find lessons in all of different things and deeper lessons. I could have not gone to that puppet place. Like I said, it was raining. It was 50, 50 on whether or not he would like to do it. I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, so it's kind of more of a nerve wracking thing to walk, take a little boy alone in a stroller in a city you've never been, don't know how you're going to get there. You know, it would have been way easier to just go to the hotel pool for the 15th time or run around the lobby. There was kind of like this space in this hotel, this kind of like, there's like a conference center connected to it. Hence why we were at that one for my wife. Uh, but there was kind of this sweet open hallway 
where we could really run around and play and he'd have a ball or whatever. And we throw it around. Like we could have found stuff to do, uh, which would have been way less stressful um, than going to do this. But dad brain kicked in. I went, man, I'm just the best dad in the world. It's worth a risk to see if this guy is going to love this. And he didn't. But uh, what I found was interesting when we came back from that, we had to get dinner. And he is struggling with mealtime right now. He's not really staying still. You know, he sits down, he takes one bite, and then he just starts freaking out in his booster seat or wherever, whatever we're in, whatever situation's in. So at home, we're not going out to eat these days. Uh, he had a nice little pocket when he couldn't, when he was real little, nice little pocket where it was fine. And now he's in this pocket where we can again, unless we want to jump off a bridge. So, um, that was challenging to do, especially to do alone. So we did a lot of Blue's Clues watching on dad's phone um, in between. But even that, he doesn't really care about that much. So he just wants to be a menace. You know, if something's over here, he wants to grab it and throw it across the room. And there's other people here. My water cup or my beer, he wants to just put his hand in and yank. And he's just very fidgety and growing right now. But I found after all of this annoying walking through the rain and figuring out this and that and the putt-putt and making sure, you know, we're, he's in the way of other people. And I'm like, I'm sorry, it's a kid. And, you know, most people are normal, nice and kind about it. But there's some younger kid, people who just don't really get it. And they're like rolling their eyes. And I'm like, well, you'll get it one day. Your kid's going to be way worse than me. That's karma. <laughs> and, you know, you're just trying to do all of this stuff. And so by the time I got to this dinner-esque vibe just at the hotel and this hotel held a really nice um restaurant in it uh it just seemed like easy like the, we were just in this warm little bubble sitting and i was just like okay you know i don't really care what he's doing now because i kind of had the exposure of out and about in a weird way right again this is super trivial it's not like i did this and i was like oh, i can't believe i walked through boston that was miserable no it was fine nothing was ever overwhelming and out of hand but just the comparison between the two, if I had just stayed in the hotel and for like two hours bought, killed time until dinner time, uh, that dinner would have stressed me out because I would have just been kind of in that comfort zone. And I thought, as I do, this is interesting to relate to everyday life. Um, I really thought about it that night while I was watching the Lions just, well, they should have just demolish the Raiders. Uh I was reflecting. I was reflecting on the day and the weekend because it was Monday night and we were flying out the next morning. You know, the work was done, if you will. So it was kind of like my nice little time to just lay silently because he's sleeping next to me in his crib. So I had to just lay in darkness watching the game on my phone with headphones in. That's how I spent the whole weekend. So um, that's something you don't think about when you have a baby. And if you go somewhere in a hotel room, their bedtime's your bedtime. <laughs> You're not really doing much. Um, just silent in a hotel room, eating in the bathroom. Had Jimmy John's in the bathroom. Um, yeah, fun stuff. All stuff that I'm going to look back on and love. And I'm not saying that ironic. That sounded like I was being ironic. I swear I will. But definitely a bit annoying stuff you don't think about. Um, but I was thinking about the... Uh, that mindset of like, you know, doing the harder thing. The harder thing was to go walk through the rain, find this putt-putt place to have this experience at putt-putt 
while we're in Boston, we're, we're not in Boston. I don't know if we'll ever be in Boston again. Who knows what real life's going to take us. Or we just stay in this hotel and not see anything and not do anything. You know, and, and it was more work and more cumbersome to go do it. And I'm so glad I did it, even though he didn't even have a good time uh, for multiple reasons. It was great to break up the day. It was fun. It was a great experience. I remember it vividly. It was fun to find this elevator. I had to go through this bus station, find this outdoor elevator, went down. Construction's all there. There was a construction guy right there. He goes, from the elevator, you got to go this way. Thank you, sir. Walked, had to cross, had to come all the way back and then find this spot. And then, you know, the doorway here. This isn't the end. This was something I found in Boston, like at four or five different restaurants, buildings, businesses I went to. Whatever door you find first is not the entrance. You got to walk around to some other entrance. This, I swear to God, that happened like four or five times. Everywhere we walked in, I went, we made it. Nope, not that one. You got to go up and around the block and then there's the entrance. This is just a door here that no one gets to. So maybe a Boston thing, maybe just a thing. I don't know. Um, but stupid, you got doors, use them, you know? Um, oh, yeah, so I was, <laughs> sorry, so I was thankful. Um, we'll edit that out. I was thankful for uh, doing it, and it made me think, and it also made me think about the idea of, you know, that's, I think a lot of us get stuck in that being okay with being bored. You know, and it made me think if I was just killing time in the hotel, the pool, that runaround area, walking around, there was some jack-o'-lantern set up in the front lobby and he loved it. He loved to see Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. So, you know, 10 times a day, we'd walk down the elevator, down the escalator, walk all the way over through crowds of people all in their lanyards because they're at this conference to look at this jack-o'-lantern for two seconds. And then he'd want to go back to where we were. So I was like, okay. Um, when you're killing time, that's fine. But, uh, you know, I I would have had a much worse day had I not gone and did what I actually viewed as the stressful thing, right? Because I would have just been bored. I would have been killing time. I would have been, bored. I would have been looking at my watch every 10 minutes going, can we go to dinner yet? Can we go to dinner? And then when we went to dinner, I would have been annoyed because he would have been fussy and obnoxious. And it would have been, you know, it's all compiling effects of not being okay with being bored. And I don't think we'd spend enough time thinking or talking about this Um for me, you know, being bored is something we should almost fear. Being bored is not good. We should not be bored. And we're able to get bored sooner and faster because of technology. And, you know, that's why when we're on our phone, just mindlessly scrolling, it's almost like it keeps us entertained enough to not get up and go find something to do. But it doesn't keep us entertained enough to not feel that depressing feeling of bored. You know, being bored is not a good feeling. It's not a natural feeling. We're never supposed to feel bored. Um, you know, we're supposed to be doing something when we're relaxing, we're relaxing. So if it's, that's what our task is. And yeah, we're doing nothing, but that's with intention. If we spend all our day doing nothing, then the time doing nothing is, is vacant. You know, it doesn't have its purpose anymore. Just like work, the work time is the work time. But if you're at work and you're not working, it's, you're staring at the clock all day going, what is going on? So it's boredom. So boredom, I think, is what a lot of us fight, but a lot of us are attracted to because it's comfortable. If you're bored, nothing stressful is happening to you. You can't be stressed and bored. And if you are, God help you. That's a bad combo. You know what I mean? So um, it just, all of this kind of stuff made me spiral and think into this thought. And I was like, I'm going to talk about it in the podcast. Uh and I think we should all fear being bored. And I think um, 
this also relates to this great quote I've talked about it. I cannot for the life of me remember, like I said, this is 150 episodes of this. I know I've talked about this before. I've talked about this with people. I made a video on my personal Facebook about it, but I have never, I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod. Um, but I grew up watching the show Boy Meets World, very popular show, very underrated show. And one of the main characters in it is Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney is Corey Matthews, who's the main character's teacher, and he's also his next door neighbor. And he's kind of his guide the whole show. You know, he's his teacher through some crazy, you know, obviously the fake TV show, but from these crazy life events, he goes from his elementary teacher to his middle school teacher to his high school teacher to also his college professor, right? Like, oh, that's normal. Uh, that happens. And the whole time, just next door neighbors with them. Um, doesn't matter. Made a great show. Uh, Mr. Feeney, one of his things is he loves plants. Um, he's a really smart, wise guy, right? As the philosopher of this, he's just like a wise old owl. He's just this guy who's just around giving life advice that they're learning from their teachers. It's a, it's a beautiful role. That's why the show is so good uh, to me. But I remember when I was like, whatever, seven, eight, nine, whenever I was watching this show, um, growing up, I remember this moment in this episode and I remember it so well that when I saw it again, I actually saw it mindlessly bored, scrolling, looking at something. And I remembered, it. I went, Oh my God, I remember this from when I was little. And when I was little, I remembered it and I didn't know why. And now I remember it and it, it really connected with me to my life. Um, and I went, Oh my God, no, that's kind of weird that when I was little, I knew it was important enough to log it in somewhere, but I didn't get why because I was a you know dumb kid as we all are when we're kids. And uh, it was just kind of cool to have this full circle moment. Anyway, uh, and if I did talk about this on, on the podcast, I'm sorry. I really am not meaning to. Uh, but he, Corey's going on with something with Topanga like always on the show, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's something about her going away to college and Corey just wants her to stay here. And at the same time, you know, as all of these things, these metaphors happen in the show, uh, Mr. Feeney's moving this plant from inside of his house and planting it outside. And this is where Corey walks up to the fence line and meets him because he's outside and they're neighbors. He goes, Mr. Feeney, you moving that plant? He goes, yeah, you know, this plant has been inside for a long time and I need to move it outside. And Corey goes, yeah, you need to move it outside out here so it can grow. And Mr. Feeney says, you know, Corey, it's not so much that moving it out here is going to make it grow, but leaving it in there guarantees that it won't grow. And it's just such a profound way of thinking about all of this stuff, about avoiding boredom and staying in your grow mode and out of your comfort zone is it's not so much you need to know where you're going at all times. But knowing that doing what you're doing and doing what you have been doing, if you do not feel your best, something's wrong and that's okay. You need to move metaphorically and you can apply this to anything in life. This could be very, very matter of fact, I live in a town, I've lived here my whole life, I should move. Or it could be you know, very spiritually, mentally and in a deeper sense. And that's the whole, that's why I, I love you know these deeper, thoughts and, you know, more philosophers and the Stoics and all of this stuff. I spent so much time studying it and learning it because I, the wisdom in it, I think is so, 
you can relate it to wherever you want and you can find a spot for it wherever you want and it could give you guidance and help. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that thing is it's not that you need to know where you're going and it's not that just getting there is going to make you grow. But staying exactly where you are, doing what you've been doing for the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years and expecting something different to happen is not going to work. You know, the definition of insanity um, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's another way to put it. If you aren't growing, if you aren't avoiding being bored, if you aren't afraid of being bored for too long, try it. Adopt those feelings. Avoid the boredom. And I promise you'll find better days and you'll find more comfort. And boredom is when the bad things happen. If you are somebody that struggles with depression or anxiety or negative chatter or bad, poor self-talk and self-speak, it doesn't happen when you're busy. It doesn't happen when you're it doesn't happen when you're productive, whether it's like job productive or family productive or cleaning the gutters productive. It's, that's not when that's happening. That happens when you're doing nothing. It happens when you're bored, when you're at work bored, when you're at home bored. Boredom, we should avoid. You know, when it's time, and, and that doesn't say not, doesn't mean don't relax. Relax is an intent to relax. I'm going to watch this movie, and you sit and you watch the movie with your wife. I'm going to go to sleep. It's bedtime. I'm going to take a nap. It's nap time. Having intent and avoiding the limbo boredness um, can really save us a lot. And uh, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. I think that came across well, how I hope so. I hope it did to you. I hope you can relate that, that, that to however, whatever avenue of your life that relates to you in, um, like it did with me. Uh, it's not perfect. It's not like I go, oh, I figured it out. I need to just make sure I'm never bored. No, that's not realistic. Uh, but know that that's what's, you know, that's, it's, it's one step and it's one step from where you were. And if you stay in the same spot, you know, your old way of thinking, um, is going to lead to your old way of living. There's it's chain, you know, no challenge, no change. There's a million different ways to say it. It's all the same thing. We, that's the purpose of what life is. Waiting is just waiting that living is walking around Boston and having that experience, even though it's the harder thing to do in this super trivial, non-dramatic way. You know, living is getting out of bed and hitting the gym, even though you do not want to, um, you know, the lack of avoidance and the lack of allowing yourself to be bored and waiting is where you live and where you grow. So that is it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm in North Carolina this weekend to see my family. Excited to do some more living. I got a new baby niece, little Maggie. I get to meet. I can't wait. She's almost two months old. or She is two months old. Um, can't wait to see her. She looks just like my sister. Um. And we got some good football on, baby. Lions. Mm. NFC Championship. Still thinking it. Bengals. Been telling you. Guess what? Oh, wow. Evan, they look like the best. Been telling you, baby. Look no further. And also the University of Michigan, those big cheaters are going to absolutely stomp out Penn State. Won't be close. 20 points. You have my word. If it's wrong, I'm wrong. I'll be held accountable. Um... But I'm right. <laughs> Based on everything I've seen, 
I'm right. And uh, Purdue said they changed their signals on Michigan, and it didn't matter because Michigan beat them by 40 points like they've been beating everybody all season long. So if you are somebody that thinks the only reason Michigan is good and better than your team is because of this signal calling scandal from this weirdo Connor Stallions guy, uh, that is not true, and you're telling yourself that. And it's important to identify that you're allowed to dislike Michigan. You should dislike Michigan. They are good now. They were bad for 10 years. You had us. That was your time. It's over. Uh, and that's okay. That's okay. That's what a good rivalry is. You need villains, right? You need them. And Penn State's going to get washed. Maryland, same thing. Ohio State might be worse than Penn State. You heard it here first. All right, guys. I love you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you.